0: There's a preface to part 29. This one is a short story rather than a tale. Back in the 80s, I bartended at a 3 2 beer and burger joint in South Minneapolis. One of my favorite regulars was a woman named Ruth. She was a wonderful, elegant woman of 80 plus years who had a big, beautiful smile and always dressed like she was going to church. She appreciated an open ear along with her 10 ounce glass of beer, and we became good friends. One night she brought in a locket and chain that her husband had given her many years before. I wrote this story for Ruth back in 1987. It blends her memories and mine, and one of our conversations. Part 29, The Moon Star That third step creaked under Ruby Saunders' right foot for at least the thousandth time. It would have been fixed if Herb was still here, she thought. She continued up the stairs one step at a time. Her right hand followed, moving like a car in big city traffic up the wobbly rail. Ruby stopped at the landing three-quarters of the way up, where the staircase made a 90-degree turn to the right to catch her breath. Some day soon, she'd get her grandson to move her room to the first floor of the old house. To her left was the octagon window Herbert put in just weeks before he left to be with the father. The window had small rectangles of blue leaded glass surrounding one clear eight-sided pane in the center. Tinted moonbeams cast an unnoticed silhouette of ruby two steps below the one Herb would have fixed. She lifted her flannel nightgown of little blue flowers and a doily collar ever so slightly with her left hand before continuing up the remaining two stairs. She left her dirty pink slippers, the ones Herb brought, on the braided rug and crawled into bed. No need to set the alarm tonight. Not anymore. Never really was a reason to. Herb was up every day at 5.30, sure as dandelions in the spring. Had the crossword done by seven. Must have used the same little pencil for at least five years. Eraser was big as new, though. Ruby pushed away her quilt, slid her feet out of bed and back into her slippers. Might as well watch the Carson show. Herb loved Johnny Carson, especially when he did Floyd R. Turbo American. A red glass lamp with an iron base sat on a table at the first floor landing. It was Ruby's nightlight. She left it on, always. Mabel Kinney said you could see it through the front door window at night said it made the place look like a brothel. Herb asked her how many brothels did she peek through the front door of at night. With her eyes fixed on each descending stair, Ruby couldn't see her silhouette framed again with eight sides at the landing below. Johnny didn't do Floyd, had some girl in skimpy clothes on instead. Ruby didn't like Johnny anymore. Might as well go back to bed. She stopped at the second stair. She didn't want to hear that creak again tonight, or ever, so she wouldn't. She vowed to never again step on that plank. That old nail wasn't going to slide in and out of the worn out hole in her heart. It wasn't going to screech hees on the downstep and gone on the up step anymore. With as much effort as she could bring, Ruby lifted her right foot over that creaky old nail and up to the fourth stair. The thinning blocks of her gray-white hair touched the back of her doily collar as she stood straddling the third step, stranded. She looked out through the octagon window through blue-leaded tears. The moon was exceptionally bright this evening. It was a quarter moon that sat, perfectly framed, in the center. Below the lower crest, shining brighter than the moon itself, was a star. Ruby's heartbeat quickened. She had seen this moon star before. She had seen just such a sight years before. But where? Where had she seen it? She stared for a few moments before restarting her ascent. She didn't hear that third-step creak. She sat at her dressing table drawing smooth, snag-free strokes through her hair as she tried to remember. Where? She finally set down the brush and removed her glasses to rub the dark indentations on each side of her nose with a thumb and forefinger. Where? Her heart sighed one more time as sleepiness approached. Ruby sat back and looked around her dressing table. Her brush... Her jewelry box, a ballerina who danced on a spring. Above the table, on the clips of the mirror, hung two necklaces. She only wore the one, but looked at the other. It had an ugly little locket, one she dusted around 10,000 times but never moved. She hadn't opened it in scores of years. It was the first gift Herb had ever given her but she'd worn it only once since her 16th birthday. Alice Frakes said it was ugly. Ruby hung it on the mirror, out of the way. Herb didn't mind. Herb never minded. Not for 71 years. 71 years. A tender flush eased into her heart and cheeks. It welcomed sleep and thankfulness as the corners of her mouth turned slightly up like a sideways crescent. Ruby pulled the snap with her thumbnail and opened the ugly little eight-sided locket. In the center was a quarter moon. Below it, the moon star. Author's note, one evening in 1998, as we gathered with friends on a backyard patio, I looked up in the sky to see a crescent moon with Venus shining brightly below. I thought of Ruth with a tender flush of thankfulness. And now, this very night of November 20, 2020, a crescent moon and Venus, the moon star, hang in the sky outside my window.